The Adventures of Jerry Muskrat by Thornton W. Burgess. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter 11 Five Heads Together. Something had to be done. Jerry Muskrat said so. Grandfather Frog said so. Billy Mink said so. Little Joe Otter said so. Even Spotty the Turtle said so. The Laughing Brook couldn't laugh and the Smiling Pool couldn't smile. You see, there wasn't enough water in either of them to laugh or smile, and nobody knew if there ever would be again. Nobody had ever known anything like it before, and so nobody knew what to think or do. And yet they all felt that something must be done. What do you think, Billy Mink? asked Grandfather Frog. Billy Mink looked down from the top of the big rock into the little pool of water that was all there was left of the Smiling Pool. He could see a dozen fat trout in it, and he knew that he could catch them just as easily as not, because there was no place for them to swim away from him. But somehow he didn't want to catch them. He knew that they were frightened almost to death already by the running away of nearly all the water from the laughing brook and the smiling pool, and somehow he felt sorry for them. I think that the best thing we can do is to move down to the big river. I've been down there and that's all right, said Billy Mink. That's what I think, said Little Joe Otter. There's no danger that the big river will go dry. How do you know? asked Jerry Muskrat. The Laughing Brook and the Smiling Pool never went dry before. It's a long, long way down to the big river, broke in Spotty the Turtle, who travels very, very slowly and carries his house with him. Juggerum, I, for one, don't want to leave the Smiling Pool without finding out what the trouble is. There's nothing happens, as you know, but has a cause to make it so. Now there must be some cause, some reason, for this terrible trouble with the Smiling Pool. And if we can find that out, perhaps we will know better what to do," said Grandfather Frog. Jerry Muskrat nodded his head. Grandfather Frog is right, said he. Of course there must be a cause, but where are we to look for it? I've been all over the Smiling Pool, and I'm sure it isn't there. Grandfather Frog actually smiled. Chug-a-rum, said he. Of course the cause of all the trouble isn't in the Smiling Pool. Anyone would know that. Well, if you know so much, tell us where it is, then, snapped Jerry Muskrat. In the Laughing Brook, of course, replied Grandfather Frog. No such thing, said Billy Mink. I've been all the way down the Laughing Brook to the Big River, and I didn't find a thing. Have you been all the way up the Laughing Brook to the place where it starts from? Asked Grandfather Frog. No, replied Billy Mink. Well, that's where the cause of all the trouble is, 
said Grandfather Frog, just as if he knew all about it. It's the water that comes down the laughing brook that makes the smiling pool. And the smiling pool never could dry up if the laughing brook didn't first stop running. That's so. I never had thought of that, cried Little Joe Otter. I'll tell you what. Billy Mink and I will go up to the laughing brook and see what we can find. Chug-a-rum, let us all go, said Grandfather Frog. Then the five put their heads together and decided that they would go up the laughing brook to hunt for the trouble. End of chapter 11 Chapter 12 A Hunt for Trouble Old Mr. Buzzard, sailing high in the blue, blue sky, looked down on a funny sight. Yes, sir, it certainly was a funny sight. It was a little procession of five of his friends of the Smiling Pool. First was Billy Mink, who was, because he is slim and nimble, moves so quickly it sometimes is hard to follow him. Behind him was Little Joe Otter, whose legs are so short that he almost looks as if he hadn't any. Behind Little Joe was Jerry Muskrat, who is a better traveler in the water than on land. Behind Jerry was Grandfather Frog, who neither walks nor runs, but travels with great jumps. Last of all was Spotty the Turtle, who travels very, very slowly because, you know, he carries his house with him. And all five were headed up the Laughing Brook, which laughed no more, because there was not water enough in it. Now old Mr. Buzzard hadn't been over near the Smiling Pool for some time, and he hadn't heard how the Smiling Pool had stopped smiling and the Laughing Brook had stopped laughing. When he looked down and saw how the water was so nearly gone from them that the trout and the minnows had hardly enough in which to live, he was so surprised that he kept saying over and over to himself, for the land's sake, for the land's sake. Then, when he saw his five little friends marching up the Laughing Brook, he guessed right away that it must be something to do with the trouble in the Smiling Pool. Oh, Mr. Buzzard just turned his broad wings and slid down, down out of the blue, blue sky until he was right over Grandfather Frog. Where are you alls going? asked old Mr. Buzzard. Chug-a-rum, to find out what is the trouble with the Laughing Brook, replied Grandfather Frog. I'll help you said old Mr. Buzzard, once more sailing up in the blue, blue sky. Grandfather Frog watched him until he was nothing but a speck. I wish I had wings, sighed Grandfather Frog, and once more began to hop along the bed of the Laughing Brook. The Laughing Brook came down from the green forest and wound through the green meadows for a little way before it reached the Smiling Pool. 
there the sun shone down into it and grandfather frog didn't mind although his legs were getting tired but when they got into the green forest it was dark and gloomy at least grandfather frog thought so and so did spotty the turtle for both dearly loved the sunshine but still they kept on for they felt that they must find the trouble with the laughing brook if they found this they would also find the trouble with the smiling pool so billy mink jumped and skipped far ahead little joe otter ran jerry muskrat walked for he soon gets tired on land grandfather frog hopped spidey the turtle crawled and way way up in the blue blue sky old mr buzzard flew all looking for the trouble which had stopped the laughing of the laughing brook and the smiling of the smiling pool end of chapter 12 chapter 13 old mr buzzard sees something wait for me cried little joe otter to billy mink but billy mink was in too much of a hurry and just ran faster wait for me cried jerry muskrat to little joe otter but little joe was in too much of a hurry and just ran faster wait for me cried grandfather frog to jerry muskrat but jerry was in too much of a hurry and just walked faster wait for me cried spotty the turtle to grandfather frog but grandfather frog was in too much of a hurry and just jumped faster so running and walking and jumping and crawling billy mink little joe otter jerry muskrat grandfather frog and spotty the turtle hurried up the laughing brook to try to find out why it laughed no more and high overhead in the blue blue sky sailed old mr buzzard and he also was looking for the trouble that had taken away the laugh from the laughing brook and the smile from the smiling pool now old mr buzzard's eyes are very sharp and looking down from way up in the blue blue sky he can see a great deal indeed old mr buzzard can see all that is going on below on the green meadows and in the green forest his wings are very broad and he can sail through the air very swiftly when he makes up his mind to now as he looked down he saw that billy mink was selfish and wouldn't wait for little joe otter and little joe otter was selfish and wouldn't wait for jerry muskrat and jerry muskrat was selfish and wouldn't wait for grandfather frog and grandfather frog was selfish and wouldn't wait for spotty the turtle i reckon i will hurry up right smart and find out what the trouble is myself and then go back and tell Br'er Turtle. It will save him a powerful lot of work, and it will serve Br'er Mink right 
if Br'er Turtle finds out first what is the trouble with the Laughing Brook. Said old Mr. Buzzard and shot far ahead over the green forest towards that part of it from which the Laughing Brook comes. In a few minutes he was as far ahead of Billy Mink as Billy was ahead of Spidey the Turtle. For wings are swifter far than legs on whatsoever purpose bent, but doubly swift and tireless those wings on kindly deed intent. And this is how it happened that old Mr. Buzzard was the first to find out what it was that had stopped the laughing of the laughing brook and the smiling of the smiling pool. But he was so surprised when he did find out that he forgot all about going back to tell Spotty the turtle. He forgot everything but his own great surprise, and he blinked his eyes a great many times to make sure that he wasn't dreaming. Then he sailed around and around in circles, looking down among the trees of the green forest and saying over and over to himself, Did you ever? No, I never. Did you ever? No, I never. End of chapter 13 Chapter 14 Spotty the Turtle Keeps Right On Going One step, two steps, three steps, so. Four steps, five steps, six steps, go. Keep right on and do your best. Mayhap you'll win while others rest. Spotty the Turtle said this over to himself every time he felt a little downhearted as he plodded along the bed of the Laughing Brook. And every time he said it, he felt better. One step, two steps. He kept saying over and over, and each time he said it, he took a step and then another. They were very short steps, very short steps indeed, for Spotty's legs are very short. But each one carried him forward just as much, and he knew that he was just so much nearer the thing he was seeking. Anyway, he hoped he was. You see, if the Laughing Brook would never laugh any more, and the Smiling Pool would never smile any more, there was nothing to do but to go down to the big river to live, and no one wanted to do that, especially Grandfather Frog and Spotty the Turtle. Now, because Billy Mink could go faster than Little Joe Otter, and Little Joe Otter could go faster than Jerry Muskrat, and Jerry could go faster than Grandfather Frog, and Grandfather Frog could go faster than Spotty the Turtle, and because each one wanted to be the first to find the trouble, no one would wait for the one behind him. So Spotty the Turtle, who was to carry his house with him, was a long, long way behind the others, but he kept right on going. One step, two steps, three steps, so. And he didn't stop for anything. 
He crawled over sticks and around big stones, and sometimes when he found a little pool of water he swam. He always felt better then, because he can swim faster than he can walk. After a long, long time, Spotty the Turtle came to a little pool where the sunshine lay warm and inviting. There, in the middle of it, on a mossy stone, sat Grandfather Frog fast asleep. He had thought he was so far ahead of Spotty that he could safely rest his tired legs. Spotty wanted to climb right up beside him and take a nap, too, but he didn't. He just grinned and kept right on going. One step, two steps, three steps, so. While Grandfather Frog slept on. By and by, after a long, long time, Spotty came to another little pool, and who should he see but Jerry Muskrat busily opening and eating some fresh-water clams which he had found there. He was so busy enjoying himself that he didn't see Spotty, and Spotty didn't say a word, but kept right on going, although the sight of Jerry's feast had made him dreadfully hungry. By and by, after a long, long time, he came to a third little pool with a high, smooth bank, and who should he see there but little Joe Otter, who had made a slippery slide down the smooth bank and was having a glorious time sliding into the little pool. Spotty would have liked to take just one slide, but he didn't. He didn't even let little Joe Otter see him, but kept right on going. One step, two steps, three steps, so. By and by, after a long, long time, he came to a hollow log, and just happening to peep in, he saw someone curled up fast asleep. Who was it? Why, Billy Mink, to be sure. You see, Billy thought that he was so far ahead that he might just as well take it easy, and that was what he was doing. Spotty the Turtle didn't wake him. He just kept right on going the same slow way he had come all day, and so just as jolly round red Mr. Sun was going to bed behind the purple hills, Spotty the Turtle found the cause of the trouble in the laughing brook and the smiling pool. End of chapter 14 Chapter 15 what Spotty the Turtle found. Spotty the Turtle stared and stared and stared until it seemed as if his eyes surely would pop out of his funny little head. Of course, he could believe his own eyes, and yet, and yet, well, if anybody else had seen what he was looking at and had told him about it, he wouldn't have believed it. No, sir, he wouldn't have believed it. You see, he couldn't have believed it because, why, because it didn't seem as if it could be really and truly so. He wondered if the sun shining in his eyes made him think he saw more than he really did see, so he carefully changed his position. 
It made no difference. Then Spotty was sure that what he saw was real, and that he found the cause of the trouble in the laughing brook, which had made it stop laughing and the smiling pool stop smiling. Spotty the turtle was feeling pretty good. In fact, Spotty was feeling very good indeed because he had been the first to find out what was the matter with the laughing brook. At least, he thought that he was the first, and he was of all the little people who lived in the smiling pool. Only old Mr. Buzzard had been before him, and he didn't count because his wings are broad, and all he had to do was to sail over the green forest and look down. The ones who really counted were Billy Mink and Little Joe Otter and Jerry Muskrat and Grandfather Frog. Billy Mink had stopped for a nap, Little Joe Otter had stopped to play. Jerry Muskrat had stopped to eat. Grandfather Frog had stopped for a sun nap. But Spotty the Turtle had kept right on going, and now here he was, the first one to find the cause of the trouble in the Laughing Brook. Do you wonder that he felt proud and very happy? Keeping at it, that's the way. Spotty won the race that day. But now Spotty was beginning to wish that some of the others would hurry up. He wanted to know what they thought. He wanted to talk it all over. It was such a surprising thing that he could make neither head nor tail of it of himself. And he wondered what the others would say. And now the long black shadows were creeping through the green forest, and if they didn't get there pretty soon, they would have to wait until the next day. So Spotty the Turtle found a good place to spend the night, and then he sat down to watch and wait. Right before him was the thing which he had found and which puzzled him so. What was it? Why, it was a wall. Yes, sir, that is just what it was, a wall of logs and sticks and mud, and it was right across the Laughing Brook where the banks were steep and narrow. Of course, the Laughing Brook could laugh no longer. Enough water couldn't get through that wall of logs and sticks and mud to make even the beginning of a laugh. Spotty wondered what lay behind that wall, and who had built it, and what for, and a lot of other things, and he was still wandering when he fell asleep. End of chapter 15